0: We are doing something that we call a mission update today. So this is kind of like a family meeting. Um, If this is your first time at reality or you're visiting, this is not a normal Sunday, but you will learn a lot about reality today. What we like to do is at the beginning of every year, we like to look back at the previous fiscal year and just kind of take stock of where we're at as a church and what's been going on as a church. And so there's three sections of how I'd like to do that today. I'd like to talk about money, like to talk about mission, and i like to talk about movement, specifically God's money, God's mission, and God's movement as it pertains to and is related directly to Reality Ventura. But first, let me pray for us. Thank you for the peace that you bring, even in the midst of chaos and panic. Thank you for your nearness in the middle of unknowns. Thank you for your faithfulness, God, when we, as Chris shared last week, are living in a time that It's, as he called it, unfaithful. It's just there's so much like, I don't know, and are you going to come through? Is that going to happen? Is this going to, we don't know. There's so many unknowns, and you are in the middle of it, faithful. And so it's with that heart and that awareness that we say, gosh, Lord, thank you for making us uh, part of your family. (laughs) Thank you for bringing us into your kingdom family. Giving us kingdom, brothers and sisters. Thank you for the wonderful work that you've done this last year, and through Reality Ventura, we are privileged and honored to be a part of it. Thank you for my brothers and sisters, brothers and sisters here today. We ask that even these things today that can seem kind of practical would really encourage us, and we ask it in Jesus' name, Amen. I would encourage you to not tune out right now. You are like, these to talk about money. I don't care about money. I don't. Want to Listen. I believe that God has something good for all of us. And like I said, we are going to start with talking about money. But first I want to answer that question. Why should we care about money in the first place? Specifically, why should we care about church finances? Well, in short, because God cares. There are 2,350 verses in the Bible about money. To give you a little perspective, there's 500 verses in the Bible about prayer and faith. Why are there so many verses in the Bible about money? Because God loves money. No, that's not why there's so many verses. There's not so many verses in the Bible about money because God loves it. There's so many verses because we love it. And God loves us. And he knows that if we have a wrong relationship with it, that it can destroy our lives. It can undermine even our faith, undermine our passion, undermine our calling. It can indeed rob our joy. It can rob our peace. It can take away our passion It can make us entitled and greedy. And so he talks about it 2,350 times in his word. It's also important to note that all money is actually God's money. We are simply stewards, right? As James 1 says, actually every good and perfect gift that you receive ultimately comes down from the Father of lights in heaven. Psalm 50 says that it's actually God who owns the cattle on a thousand hills. It's using figurative language. In other words, God, everything is his. He's got all the resources of the whole universe. And even Ecclesiastes 2.24 says it's actually God who puts it into the heart of people, the desire to even work and labor and to enjoy the labor of our hands. So not only is everything from him, but ultimately even the resources we have in order to make money ultimately comes from God. It's all his. And certainly all the money that is given to a church and goes through a church is his. Our job as people and our job as church leaders is to simply be stewards of that money for the purpose and the mission of God. God does care about the church budget. But as we say, he cares even more about the church body. So we don't keep track of these things and share these things simply because we want to be good stewards of the budget, although we do, but because we want to be good stewards of God's body. And these financial metrics that we will share today uh, are given, we share them as a gauge to, to help gauge the spiritual health of the body so that we can properly care for the body. There's a lot of barometers that measure spiritual health, right? It's like, are God's people engaging in his word and obeying? Are God's people engaging in worship? Are God's people engaging in community? Are God's people making community or making disciples? Are God's uh, people leading other people to Jesus? Those are all barometers that measure the spiritual health of an individual and of a church. Generosity is a barometer that measures spiritual health and maturity, as 2 Corinthians 9 says. So that's one of the reasons that we do this. That's one of the reasons that you should care but we also do this because this is not our church. This is our church, right? And so this is, we should know what's going on and we should all get on the same page. All right, so there's two questions we wanna answer when it comes to finances uh, in the church. Number one, how is our giving and generosity at reality? So when we're talking about money, how is our giving and generosity at Reality Material. We'll talk about that. And number two, how are we as a church financially investing that money In the kingdom of God. All these numbers I'm gonna share from the last fiscal year. Our fiscal year ended on August 31st, so it was from like September 2019 through August 20, um, which means the last four months weren't aren't in there, which are actually the hardest months for us financially, as I'll I'll mention briefly later. So, first up, we'll put up some slides here. Also, if you want to look on your phone, because I don't know about you guys, but I really like visual things. You can go to realityventura.com. I'm going to do it with you right now. realityventura.com slash update. And all these slides will be on there. Are we all on the same internet? Okay. realityventura.com slash update. Click on that button. All these slides I'm sharing will be right there. Okay. Don't skip ahead though. Okay. The first one. Total amount given in fiscal year 2020 was $1,365,860. You as a church and you as a church gave over $1.36 million to the kingdom work in and through Reality Ventura. Yes, that's amazing. And this, as an FYI, is about the exact same amount, just a little bit more than the previous fiscal year. Now, as we look at the last four months, Giving is actually down 5.9%, as it says on that uh, little image there behind me or on your phones. So when we compare the last four months to the rest of the pandemic season or to the rest of 2020 calendar year or to the previous four months last year, the giving is about 6% down. I will come back to that in a minute. This $1.6 million number is what the church gave. This is what you gave. This is your generosity, your acts of worship. This is you contributing to kingdom work in and through Reality Ventura this year. The United States government also contributed to kingdom work in and through Reality Ventura this year, whether they like it or not. As most businesses, nonprofits, and churches did, At the beginning of this whole pandemic, not knowing what would happen, we applied for the PPP, the Paycheck Protection Program from the government and received $155,000 for the church to stay above water in case finances did uh, what we hoped they wouldn't do. That loan was forgiven. Then it turned into a grant, which means we don't need to pay that back. So we will be using that to, to fund God's kingdom purposes in and through Reality Ventura. If we include that number in our total giving the total amount would be $1,522,000, which would be about a 7% increase from the previous year. So as we looked at like the, the, those first you know, six months of the pandemic and these last nine months, we were like, oh man, we actually don't need that PPP money. But as we look at just the last four months, we're like, oh wow, it's actually receiving that as a gift that we uh, are really thankful to have. Now, what do we make of that 5.9% decrease in the last four months? If generosity is a barometer of spiritual health, then does that mean that Reality Ventura is less healthy? Does that mean that we cannot continue mission as planned? Well, first of all, we don't believe this has anything to do with the spiritual health of the church. It has to do with the worst things economic downturn in like several decades, right? If it was another season where that wasn't happening, we'd be like, "Oh wow, we really need to like check this and talk to the church about this. Will it affect what we can and cannot do as a church?" Well, in any other season, we'd be like, "Hey, this is probably a trend that's going to continue." And that may be how it is. We don't know what's going to happen. But we are keeping an eye on it as we always do. We just it's not a normal year. It's hard for us to know like yeah, this is obviously something that's leading to something else. We just don't know. We all have our opinions and assumptions. So best we can do is keep looking. We're having way more finance review meetings with our board and our team than we ever have because of this, because stuff's so constantly changing. And we'll continue to keep an eye on it um, and walk by faith and wisdom married together as it pertains to these things. Moving on here. 63% 63% of our congregation gave in fiscal year 2020. This was actually a difficult number to uh, calculate because this number is based on how many people show up on Sundays. And for like six months of the year, everyone was just showing up online. So we based this on our previous numbers where we, you know, before the pandemic. It might be more, it might be less. We don't know. This is our best get, guess If generosity is a a barometer, a measure of spiritual health, man, then I'm encouraged, we are encouraged that two-thirds of our church worshiped God through giving this year. Because here's the deal. Whatever you gave, the average gift was like almost 4000 bucks, right? So some gave way less, some gave way more than that. But whatever you gave this year, I know that it required some kind of faith. Right? It requires some kind of trust in the character and the faithfulness of God. The Bible says that God loves a cheerful giver. Right, He loves it when we give in like a way that is worshipful and rejoicing. But the Bible also says that God honors acts of faith. So if you gave this year and worshiped God in that way, even if it wasn't to reality but it was some, 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 something else in his kingdom, I just want to affirm you and honor your faith God sees that, God loves that, God honors that, and I wanna encourage you that it will produce fruit in your life. How do I know this? Because everything that is received in the kingdom of God is intended to be given away in the kingdom of God. And when we don't just hold on to it, but we let it come out of our lives, we become healthier, happier, and more alive. That's the way that God intended everything. It's like the Dead Sea in Israel, right? You know about the Dead Sea? It's called dead because it's, Dead. There was an inflow. Jordan River flows into the Dead Sea, and then the Dead Sea does nothing with what it received. It just keeps it, and it's dead. The Mediterranean Sea, on the other hand, inflow, outflow, it is thriving with life. So it is with everything we receive in the kingdom of God. When we just take it and hold on to it, we become lifeless and salty. But when we give it out, life comes again. We are rejuvenated. Vitality is restored. And when we are generous, guys, we are actually living out our identity as image bearers of God because God is generous in nature. I told my son this the other day, and I get teary about it, but our son Solomon has always been so stinking generous. He, all he wanted this year for his 13th birthday was money, so he got like 700 bucks from people, right? And I was the other day, I was like, Solomon, how much money do you have left? He's like, oh, only like 150 bucks. And I was like, man, what'd you spend it on? And as he was listing the things, like 70% of it was gifts for other people. He had like, dude, you want a skateboard? bro? I'm going to buy you a skateboard. And was getting, and I was like, Solomon, that's God's generous heart in you. When we give, it actually puts on display the generosity of God. We actually partner with the generous heart of God. So good job, Reality Ventura. I am proud to be a part of a church that worships God like this and that chooses to walk by faith even when it's in a crazy season like this. So that's the first part of our finances. How was our generosity in giving? The second question we like to answer is or ask is, how did Reality Ventura invest that money in the kingdom? The first part of that, the answer to that question is others. How do we invest that money? Into others. As a church, we are committed to investing in others. We always put aside at least 10% of whatever comes in to send it out. What that looked like in fiscal year 2020 was us sending out about 11% of that 1.36 million. We invested $137,000 in ministry specifically happening in the nations. We have global partners in five different countries. Yeah, amen. Amen. We have global ministry happening with global partners in five different countries, and then global ministry that we are able to support with global connections and friends in four other countries around the world. And then we gave about 10,000 to uh, local ministries and mission groups like Fellowship of Christian Athletes and Young Life and Tender Life and Teen Challenge and the Center for Faith and Sexuality, the Pregnancy Center and the Kingdom Center. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Yes, from the mouth of babes. We also often will uh, give to our reality church plants, especially, specifically, our new church plants. If you didn't know, Reality Ventura is part of a family of reality churches. There's nine of us, and whenever we plant a new church, all the churches rally together to support that until they are able to be self-sustaining. We didn't actually send any money to our church plants this year, but we have plans to do so in 2021. So we are are committed to investing in others. Total of $146,000 and some change went out this year in that way. We are also committed to investing in people. We'll put up this next slide, this pie chart here. As you can see, 55% of our budget in 2020 went to investing in people at Reality Ventura. Specifically, that's our team who then invests in other people. Best practice for a church Uh, just so you know, is to keep this number between 55 or under 55 and 60 percent. By the grace of God, we've been able to do that. Again, this is based on what came in from giving, not including that PPP thing uh, from the government. These percentages obviously be lower if we're including that number. Next, 17 percent of our budget went to operations. Operations is anything from our specific ministry budgets, like Youth ministry budget, kids' ministry budget, women's ministry budget, uh, worship ministry budget, to fixing broken stuff around the church, whatever. This year, it went, some of it, to retrofitting our parking lots to, have, to be gathering spaces, which wasn't nearly as much money as we thought it was going to be. And figuring out how to stream online, that would have all come out of that operations budget of 17%. Next, 16% of our budget went to facilities, This is within the normal range of churches in America, if you're wondering. We already talked about that 11% that went to global ministry and local mission. And then that little tiny sliver that you can't even see. That was what we were able to save this year, about 1%. And uh, as we save, we save for... as like a reserve for big ticket items, like, oh no, the roof needs to be replaced, or like, we gotta replace all of our AC units. We're also trying to save for a build-out next door in that like 10,000 square foot warehouse space right there. There's, we would love to use for more intentional kingdom work, but that obviously will cost a couple million dollars to do that, so we save as we can for that. Okay, so that's the end of the money portion. The barometer of... Uh, I'm sorry, generosity is a barometer for spiritual health, and that kind of shows us here what part of the spiritual health as it pertains to finances is at Reality Ventura and how we invested that money in the kingdom. If you ever want to get the most current financial info from the church, we, keep, we post that publicly every quarter. When we have a quarterly finance meeting, it's always at the bottom of our happenings page on our website. Next, I'd like to give a brief report on mission. Okay, so God's money, God's mission. We talked about God's money and how it, how it was used to accomplish his mission, but I want to talk about that specifically, right, as it pertains to Reality Ventura. And really there's one reason why we want to do this today. This isn't to be like, look what Reality Ventura did. And this also isn't to be like, look what our money did. That stuff's fine to know, but we want to share this because honestly, this should cause us to praise God. I want to declare the wonderful works of God. I want to declare what he has done. Just like the money is his, the mission is his. And we want to declare it and praise him for it. Psalm 96, 22 and 23 says, Sing to the Lord, praise his name, proclaim his salvation day after day, declare his, declare his glory among the nations and his marvelous deeds among all the peoples. So I'm going to declare some of his marvelous deeds from this year, all right? Thank you, Don Hess. First of all, I just want to praise God for salvation and prodigals returning to Jesus. I want to praise God for salvation and prodigals returning to Jesus this year. People are choosing to follow Jesus. Just like on Sundays in the last few months, we've seen dozens of people make decisions to follow Jesus. Those people are turning to him. They're turning from a life of sin that's destructive and turning to the king who gives them life. And then we've been baptizing those people. We just had a small baptism a few weeks ago. It was like 15 people. But what's even cooler than that is that y'all are taking the initiative, bringing people to Jesus, and then going and baptizing them yourself. Every other week, I hear somebody being like, hey, FYI, pastors, we don't need your help, but we just led our so-and-so to the Lord, and we're going to the beach to baptize them. And we're like, dude, this is amazing. This is what the Bible talks about, right? It's like, oh, the pastors, the evangelists, and apostles, and teachers, and prophets, they're given to equip the saints to go out and do the work of the ministry. I'm so encouraged when, when you all call me, and you're like, we don't need you. We just want to let you know what's happening, <laughs> That's how the church is supposed to operate. So good job, man. I'm so stoked about that. People are being saved. Prodigals are returning. In in that realm, one of my favorite things that we got going on right now is uh, these DBS groups, these discipleship Bible study groups. This, by the way, isn't even something that the staff is organizing. This is y'all having a heart to make disciples and to disciple people to Jesus and you taking the initiative to do that. And there's several of these groups all over where they they look at scripture and then they ask these questions to these non-believers or people who are brand new in the the faith. And they are discipling them to the Lord. One dude uh, came to faith like over a year ago, one of our community groups, got in one of these DBS groups. And now he's leading a DBS, another DBS group, with another group of people. Those people are getting saved. I just heard two weeks ago, he didn't even tell us. We heard after the fact. He just went to the beach, started baptizing these people. People are getting saved, baptized, disciple. I am so encouraged by this, and you should be too. Amen. Are you guys awake? I'm going gonna... <sighs> to. Okay. Because listen, guys. Amen. She's awake. This year's been crazy, right? We've been quarantined. Many of us have been confined physically, emotionally, mentally, some of us spiritually. But Jesus has not been quarantined. And his power and his presence and his good news cannot, will not ever be contained. So I don't care who's like being held down and oh my gosh, all of my stuff in my human life is hard. Jesus is still moving. He's still saving people. He's still restoring lives. He's doing that. That's the lens I want to have. That's the lens we need. That's what I want to choose to see. You know, you can choose to see with faith or with fear, you can choose to see what you want to see. Here's what I mean. You know how many people looked at Jesus and was like, "Yeah, it's just some random dude from Nazareth. They couldn't see. But the people who chose to see in faith were like, oh, this is the son of God. We can choose to see. This is what I want to choose to see and what I am choosing to see as I look back at 2020. I invite you to join me. All right, Next. More people hearing and receiving the word of God, honestly, more probably, maybe, than ever in the last 10 years at Reality Ventura. I know numbers aren't everything, but even when we were just online, listen, we would normally have like 600, 650 people here on Sundays between uh, adults and kids. There was hundreds of households tuning in every Sunday. Our best guess was like 1,000 people on Sundays, not to mention the several hundred people that would view afterwards. I don't know who these people were. I don't know if they were committed or looky loose. I don't care. They were getting Jesus. They were getting Jesus. They were hearing the word of God. There was a period, (laughs) there was a period of time where our videos were even being um, recommended to like on YouTube. And specifically, we were like, we researched it. And people in India, check this out people in India who were going on YouTube searching for inappropriate things our videos were being recommended to them. They're showing up to YouTube to sin and Jesus shows up in their feed through Reality Ventura, right? I know people from Idaho, from Texas, from Colorado, from Boston, from Africa have been able to tune in and receive the word of God and worship in songs together with us. I'm going to go ahead and praise God for that. Next, citywide prayer happened this year. Man, something that we've been praying and dreaming about for years, we finally were able to make it happen, a church or a citywide prayer tour for seven weeks all across the city of Ventura. This is the kind of perspective that we were trying to have, you know? It was like, gosh, man, where people just saw like limitations, we saw opportunity. Where they saw obstacles, we saw opportunity. Where people were like, oh, we're just like resistance and uh, restriction, We are choosing and have been choosing to see. Are you kidding me? God doesn't just work in spite of stuff like this. He works because of stuff like this. He like makes a way in the wilderness. He's not like, oh my gosh, they can't meet inside. What am I going to? He like does something. Case in point, there's people who have come on Sundays outside who would have never walked in the church doors. That's not why we're doing this, but I'm choosing to see the blessing of that and be like, wow, God uses this. God has used this to get us outside the four walls of the church in some some significant ways, and I believe that he's using that. The next thing we want to praise God for is that even online, somehow by the grace of God, there has been a real sense of God's presence during our gatherings. I hear it from you guys all the time. Like, dude, it feels like God is just like in my living room when I'm watching online. If you're showing up here in person, you're like, dude, I experienced the presence of God here. Here's why that's beautiful. Because in the presence of God is life. In the presence of God is joy. In the presence of God is healing. In the presence of God is salvation. God is here when we gather. There's a sense of his nearness and his presence, which is so desperately needed, especially in this time. Next, this is kind of fun and a long time coming reality ventura music this year uh some of our worship leaders began writing songs producing songs recording songs and then releasing those songs to the public even in the yeah i'm gonna praise god for that man that's been like for me 16 years in the making honestly like i remember sitting in brit's office in carp 16 years ago and being like bro i think god wants to give us songs in reality like that's that's huge for us, and I think in the last few months, there's like something like 20,000 views already of those songs on YouTube. I'm going to praise God for that. Amen? Amen? There is more of a culture of kingdom family than there ever has been at our church. I actually hear you guys talking about your kingdom family even more than we say it, which I love because it's so right, it's so good. And with that, a culture of community. Even in crazy corona season, people are in community, some online, some on site in person, but you're investing in one another's lives. We are investing in one another's lives. We are caring for one another, wrestling with issues together, working through hard things together, praying for one another, pointing people to Jesus. Specifically, there's 220 individuals who are in Reality Ventura community groups, some online, some on site, even in this weird season, I'm going to praise God for that. We weren't sure how we would facilitate women's ministry this year, but hundreds of women's lives were impacted online, light, on site, on Zoom, Kelly and Leanne did an excellent job at the beginning of this whole thing, reaching out to their network of 600 people, emailing them, connecting women who needed to be mentored with mature mentors, uh, organizing, coordinating counseling for women. They had to pivot with their, like, really rad women's gatherings they do every year, and they had to move to alternate creative locations that were these beautiful gatherings happen. And later this month, we're actually launching our first ever online women's Bible study, which is going to be awesome. Stay tuned for that. Somehow, also in the middle of a pandemic, with constantly changing venues, youth ministry, growing, thriving. I got two kids in youth group, man. I remember showing up on some Thursdays, drop off my junior high son, and seeing like 60 kids, junior high kids gathering. Which I've been in Reality Ventura since the beginning. I'm like, I don't know if I've ever seen, ever, even when our church was twice this size, I don't know if I've ever seen this many junior highers showing up. I don't care why they were showing up, but I know they were showing up and hearing people teach and sing about Jesus, (laughs) right? Dave had to do the same thing. It was like, oh, no, no camps. Let's go to the beach. Oh, no beach. Let's go to the mountains. Oh, the mountains are closed down. Let's go on bikes. You know what I mean? Getting kids outside, exposing them, pointing them to Jesus. And the last thing I want to praise God for as far as mission goes is that we we supported and sent people to the nations this year. If you didn't know, Reality Ventura is a sending church. We we send you into your communities and we send people to the nations, which means that there are people bringing the kingdom of God to the nations who are a direct extension of Reality Ventura. Specifically, we have global partners right now in Ethiopia, in Central Asia, in Macedonia, making a transition to the Arab Peninsula, in Northern Africa. And after a year of training, we sent the Zavalas into mainland Mexico this year where they have a long-term plan of bringing the gospel to people in mainland Mexico who have never even heard the name of Jesus. In addition to that, we have global connections and global friends doing kingdom work that we are able to support in Ethiopia, another ministry in Ethiopia, Uganda, Vietnam, and Thailand. Listen, guys, when I look back at this, my heart is encouraged. This says to me, oh, Jesus is still moving. The king is still on the move, which brings me to my last four minutes and the third M word, movement, specifically God's kingdom movement. Movement. We don't say this to be trite, but the king is on the move. And not in a generic sense, but in a real and specific sense. I see it. I believe it with my whole heart. There is kingdom movement happening. And it's actually happening everywhere if you just step back and look. If you just choose to look in faith, you will see the kingdom movement of God. He is moving in people's lives. You even see the movement in kingdom people like a, it seems like a a commander in war who places his troops at just the right position in order to orchestratedly, if that's a word, attack the enemy and advance. I think it might be one of the reasons why so many people have physically relocated RJ and Ann, I just saw them roll. They, just, they moved to Bend. I think of people like that. I think of the Falcons who moved to Texas. I think of this couple, this young couple who's receiving a call from Washington to Ventura. They didn't even know Ventura was a place. God just spoke to them in a dream. And I think of, I've met several of you from LA moving to Ventura. God is like moving around people. Even in our own reality family, there's only nine churches. But four of those churches in the last 14 months have had significant like senior leadership changes. Reality London, Reality Boston, Reality Carp, and starting next week, Reality Ventura. Why? Because the king is on the move. I believe he's orchestrating. You're like, nah, dude, I just moved to Texas because it was cheap, bruh. That's what you thought. I'm telling you right now, I'm looking at you, I'm telling you right now, you thought you moved there because it was cheap. You thought you moved there for your quality of life. You thought you moved there because you lost your job. I'm telling you right now, God doesn't... Nothing is ever just about that stuff. Nothing, that's all human, earthly stuff. That's all temporal. Nothing is ever just about the temporal for the Christian. There was always a bigger kingdom purpose for that, in that. You need to hear that. You need to receive that. I'm talking to them because nobody from Idaho is sitting here. I don't know. Well, I don't know. Maybe the Askings are here from Oregon. So that's it. I believe that God is moving his kingdom people in the kingdom position. I believe he's doing it for his kingdom purpose. I believe he's on the move. If somebody's with me, say amen. amen. I'll end with this. In September, we told you, man, we really believe it's harvest time. What we've seen is there has been a harvest in so many different ways. There has been harvest of conversion, but there's been harvest of character, as Tim spoke about a couple months ago. There has been harvest out there, but there's been harvest in family. There's been harvest in salvation, but there's been harvest in people returning who already knew Jesus, who've been just far away from him. I just want to say that the harvest season is not over. That's right. The king is still on the move, and as long as he's moving, there is always a harvest at hand. And so in the harvest, I just want to encourage you. You might feel tired. You might feel worn out. But let us not grow weary In doing good, for in due season, we shall reap if we do not lose heart. So keep your eyes on Jesus. Keep your hands on the plow. I know that, like, stuff isn't over. Right? (laughs) Like, I also know that pain and stress and the pandemic, it's not over. But Jesus reigns over all the stuff that's not over yet amen? Amen. amen amen let's pray together father we rejoice in all of this even if the finances were terrible lord i i would rejoice because you are moving and are faithful we're thankful that the finances aren't terrible but even if there comes a season when they are we just say that doesn't change god's faithfulness it doesn't change your faithfulness, Lord. If that's you today, and your personal finances are a mess, you just receive that truth today for you that that doesn't change God's faithfulness. Thank you, Lord, for the ways that you've moved this year. Thank you for the ways that we've got to be a part of it at Reality Ventura. Pray for an increase in that, Lord. We just say more of you, God more of your love, more of your salvation, more of your holiness drawing us deeper into your presence and away from things that destroy our lives. Real quick here, if there's anyone who showed up today and you're like, man, this is crazy. I've never been to church. This is what church is like. Uh, I don't know, but I know this, that... Um, you are deeply loved by God. God sent his son to die on a cross for you to take away your sin and to bring you into relationship with him because he loved you. And today you could receive salvation. You can have your name written in God's book of life, eternal security that when you die, you're gonna spend eternity with him. And right now in the middle of the pain, You receive his peace. In the middle of the chaos, you can receive his calm. If that's you today and you want to receive Jesus, you can just say a simple prayer in your heart and you say, Jesus, I need you. Come into my life. Save me. Forgive me of my sin. Write my name in your book and bring me into your family. If that was you today and you just prayed that prayer, would you just slip up your hand for a second so I can see you and pray for you? Yeah. Did anybody else pray that prayer? I just want to pray for you real quick. Thank you, God. Thank you for these people who have committed their lives to you today. I ask that you would fill them with your spirit. You'd give them everything that they need. We believe God that you are the God of reviving, revival, power, salvation, healing. Church, would you stand with us? We're going to sing a couple songs here. If you get tired, you could sit back down, but let's stand, let's open our mouths and sing these truths with conviction today, believing that God is who he says he is, believing that the king is still moving, he's not done moving. And his movement is not contingent on what's happening around us. Let's worship him now.